Hey guys, my name is Akshita. I'm a data analyst and a travel enthusiast. I'm Anand. I'm a finance bro and a tech geek. And you're listening to the Why Coordinate, the weekly podcast where we discuss the why behind human society and behavior. Lessons from pop culture and our own experiences to lead a more intentional, efficient, and happy life. Hey guys, welcome to the Y Coordinate. Hi Akshita, how are you? <laughs> Hi Anand. Hi, I'm good. In the last twenty-four hours, there's literally nothing that has happened in my life. The last twenty-four hours since I've spoken to you, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 doing good. How are you? Good, good. Um, so after speaking to you yesterday, I went and finished an entire James Bond novel, and then that's uh, nice. <laughs> After yeah. after listening to you all yesterday, I decided to go and make a list of all the books, and then I slept. So I didn't really do anything about it. <laughs> But yeah, baby steps. I'll get there. Yeah, baby steps. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, who who's our guest uh, for today, uh, Akshita? So today we have our very good friend uh, Mauricio, and I'm sure Mauricio can go ahead and explain. And introduce himself much better than we do. So please go ahead. Okay, hi Anna, hi Akshita. Thank you for inviting me. It's important. <laughs> well, my name is Mauricio, but you can call me Mau. I think it's easier to pronounce and and to write. Mau. Okay. I was born here in Mexico City. I'm 26 years old. I have one younger sister, and I still live with my parents. So as you can imagine, moving to Toronto is gonna be a new challenge in my life. And I'm really excited about it. Um, since I was very child, I was very interested in the media, arts, and entertainment industry. So therefore, I studied the bachelor in design and visual communication, and started my career at a radio company. Currently, I work in the television broadcasting channel in Mexico. And well, talking about my hobbies, I don't know if it's correct to say it or not, but I love sleeping. I have lots of work to do, so I appreciate and I am blessed every time I can fall asleep at least for a few hours. Um, I love watching series, watching interviews, and um, currently I'm watching House of Cards and Money Heist. I like these ones related with crimes and mystery and horror, some kind of historical fiction. And well, before the pandemic, I used to go to the gym. I tried to have a healthy life. But well, thanks to the pandemic, right now I just do some cardio at home and try to feel healthy, which is not easy. <laughs> yeah, I think sleeping is is my hobby as well. I don't know, Akshita, is it? Is I it completely a- agree. It's my lifetime hobby, <laughs> 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 and I think everyone who knows me will attest to this hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, people message me these days, and they're like, "What are you up to? How do you spend your time?" And I I mention all these other things, but I. I forget to mention that most of it is slept sleeping. So I am all all aboard the team sleep, Mauricio. Uh, Mao. And uh, one thing that he did not mention because Mao is extremely humble is that he's also an wow. Instagram <laughs> with a bunch of followers. He's he's probably the most uh, he's probably the person on my list of Instagram that I know personally. Who has the highest amount of followers? So, <laughs> no, the nice. thing I, I told once and like that, I like to share stories more than posts. So probably that's why most of my followers are because I interact with them uh, during my stories. But 
to be honest, I just post some pictures and then I stop posting like one, two, three months and then again. So I, I don't consider myself a really... We should take social media tips from now, for sure. How to build engagement 101. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And most of the people who follow me are from like college and high school. And on that very thinly veiled pivot, uh, let's introduce the topic for today. Uh, and the topic that we have that Mao has chosen is very interesting. And I've been waiting to talk about this. Uh, the topic is... Why is high school one of the most disliked periods of most people's lives? Uh, is that is that is that true uh, for you as well, Akshita? Do you think parts of high school were disliked? Or... Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it was. Uh, I completely disliked it, but yeah. there were definitely both positives and negatives to my experience at high school. Um, so yeah, for me, it's a very neutral <laughs> feeling. Mm-hmm. It's not too extreme in the case of dislike, but yes, I'd like to pitch in as well. <laughs> what about Sweet. y'all? Let's start with Mao. Mao, uh, how would you describe your high school life? Like what were some highlights and lowlights of your time? Uh, I agree with Akshita. Although today <laughs> I would say that my high school life was not the best. Mm-hmm. I remember it with great enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I think that if I have to describe with one single word this period, I would choose the word discovery. Mm-hmm. I think what it was the moment in which I discovered myself in many different aspects, not only the academic, but the professional and also the personal. And yeah, I have some um, important I like to mention, but I don't know in which part you want to, to start with. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's let's circle back to you on that. I'll talk about my, so me. Uh, I've always been a fairly introverted kid, and in in middle school and high school, I didn't have like a lot of friends. I had like a handful of close friends. Uh, like I feel like over the years, I've changed to a point where I don't have that many close friends now. I just have a bunch of good friends. But in school, it was different and. I was definitely not very proactive with things and extremely shy. And so I would really? say that... <laughs> Basically the you polar opposite of you right now. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I, I, I don't believe you. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. And there are all these... Out, don't worry. <laughs> there are all these kids who are like, you know, every... every. So, so the other thing is that if you see uh, American Hollywood movies about, you know, coming of age and set in high school, you have all these cliques where there's, you know, a group of jocks and you're musicians and then you're all these girls and, and then you have the nerds. So I, in India, it's not as clearly defined in terms of cliques. Like people are, uh, they, they straddle the boundaries of, you know, what a nerd is, what a jock is. I do all bunch of things, but definitely there's like a group of people who are more popular than others who keep a more high profile within the cohort and in the school and they're more active with uh, extracurriculars and they have like a social life. And so I was definitely not any of those people in high school. I was I was like, I was, I, I would say I, I fell in somewhere in the middle when it came to like the social hierarchy of the high school landscape in my, and uh on some level, I would feel intimidated by these people who were slightly higher up in the social hierarchy. And uh, I mean, if I had to interact with them, I would do that. But as much as possible, I would avoid interacting with them at all. And it just made me. So that was kind of my 
uh, intro to my high school. I, I, yeah. So, Mo, coming back to you, let's let's talk about what your experience. Was. Okay. Um, <laughs> I need I need to introduce you first with with before high school what happened. Okay. Um, I used to go to private schools here in Mexico. So as you may imagine, all the people, as, as you said, all, all were very popular and they were the children or the son or the daughter of someone important, right? I was like in this bubble. And then uh, during high school, I moved to the public sector. You know, here in Mexico, one of the top universities have some high schools. So if you want to get into university and avoid the exam, you need to get first in that high school and then you can move forward, right? without doing any application. So that's why many people go to this high school. And for me, it was like a, a, like a boom because when I moved there, then I started knowing that my bubble was not, was not even real. You know, in this place, most of the people have different uh, social life, different status. They were like more open-minded with different experiences. And it was like a shock for me. Um, I remember, for example, that during high school, one of my closest friends got pregnant. So imagine that, imagine that even today, just um, trying to think about her mind with all the questions, you know, what is going to happen? How will I tell my parents? What will happen with my baby and my life? And I got nervous. <laughs> I was not the pregnant one and I got nervous. So um, I remember this, this experience and unfortunately, the guy didn't, um, he didn't take his responsibility. So all the friends that were very close, we were like kind of good parents because we took care of the baby while my friend was attending classes. And it was really strange. I, I remember this with, um, with a smile because today I can, I continue talking with my friend. And we remember like, I don't know if most people live these kind of situations, but I think it's something rare, right? You should not live these kind of things while you are studying, while you are a girl with 15, 16 years old. True, true. I agree. Uh, it is quite a rare situation, especially for us in India. This is something that I doesn't happen or slash it's a taboo, so no one really talks about it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, What's the beautiful part about it is how your friend circle kind of, you know, stood up and pitched in and tried to help in whatever way you can. And I think that's that's the positive part about high school, right? Even though there were situations where, you know, it's it's rare and it's weird and it's bad that something has happened, but then there's always like a complimentary positive to it, which was you all having like a good friend circle and being like godparents to a child and, you know, still talking, still after so many years of um, high school still staying in touch so that is what I find um, kind of very beautiful about what you just this incident that you mentioned yeah and I think for me um, my high school was also kind of similar I studied in a way so basically everyone from my class was either the son or daughter or someone important or someone rich or someone influential and I was kind of just the one who got wrote entrance exams and kind of got through the school, whereas everyone else just, you know, paid their way through. And 
yeah it was a very big cultural shock for me as well because um this was when i was in bombay and i had come from a very small village town just before that so coming from there and moving into this very high class society school was an interesting experience for me yeah i mean there were goods and bads there was definitely some great fun that i had there was also a lot of stupid things i did <laughs> mistakes here on me so yeah uh, yeah that's that's my high school experience like i as soon as you mentioned that private school to public school i remembered mine was a little like opposite uh, i came from like a okay. it wasn't exactly a public school but like a very small town to a big high class that was my experience okay now let's talk a little more generally because I mean, you would have seen if you if you listen to interviews of you know celebrities, sports people, film stars, or if you look at movies, the protagonist character will always say that you know my high school wasn't the best experience. I wasn't uh, really like for example, I was watching an interview of uh, Formula One drivers day before yesterday, and Daniel Ricciardo is this Australian driver who's extremely charming, extremely popular, and he said that you know even I wasn't. that that popular like you would expect him to be like the alpha kid but he said even i wasn't so so why do you think in general talking now more generally high school is is a period where people are uh, you know they find it uncomfortable or it's not definitely one of their more fondest memories like for example undergrad is definitely something most people say that is one of the best years of their lives but i rarely hear people saying that high school is the best was the best time of my so uh, what do you guys feel about that um so there's like two phases to this right there's one is the academic phase where you're studying and you're trying to get the grades and you're kind of figuring out what you want to do in life and what's the next step where do you want to do your undergrad what field do you want to do it in so there's this one part which is your professional and academic part so you're not professional academic part and the other part is what we discussed the social part where there's a lot of extracurriculars there's a lot of social circles that you have to be a part of or you're expected to be a part of or there's a lot of peer pressure into doing things so i think this very overwhelming accumulation of both these circles is what people kind of get i wouldn't say scared but this is what generally are the reasons for why there is that negative Uh, thought when you think about high school because you you remember the stress and you remember the anxiety because of all these various reasons yeah we can dive deeper into what these reasons are <laughs> true true <laughs> what do you think mom <laughs> yeah i think that when we are in high school we are like 15 16 17 years old more or less right so it's a time when all our hormones are at their peak and it's the moment in which as you said you, we need to decide what's going to study and of course you are receiving like these comments all the time like oh no if you study that you will not earn a lot of money if you study uh, that other thing you will not enjoy life if you and everyone has a negative comment for every decision you want to make in that moment right and of course you get confused because you'll say okay i'm receiving all these inputs and what am i going to do right True. That that talking about the academics in the case of the personal well the hormones and for example I I want to share this with you um when I moved to this high school with different people then I noticed that most of my friends were some of them were openly gay some others were gay but they didn't say so 
and some others have girlfriend and uh, let's say a relationship, but in the private, they said I'm homosexual. So it was really strange that for me, um, it was also part of this boom because I was like discovering myself all up to that moment. I used to only have girlfriends, but in high school, then I, I was like, oh my God, I think that I want to try some other things. <laughs> I want to experiment and enjoy that diversity. And it's not easy. Today, today I can say it like very easy and I'm happy and I laugh about it with my family, with my friends. But in that moment, it's really rare because you don't find even yourself. You say, how can people understand myself if I don't even understand me, right? So for example, um, thanks to these friends, thanks to these people that were near, near my, myself, um, I started to learn more about Mauricio, more about my personal life that probably in the previous years, I didn't know because it was not the moment. And because the people that surround me, they were like very focused on other things. And when you make this switch with everything in, in your skin, like just flowering, it's the moment in which you just want to, to try and to learn. I think uh, answering the question, Anna's question, don't think that I have forgotten. I think that um, it's the moment in which you have a lot of questions but not so many answers. And that's why people don't have a very good uh, a, a very good experience with their high school, right? Probably because you don't have the maturity, you don't have the enough experience, you don't have the enough knowledge in order to understand what was happening in that moment, right? For some people, it's a good experience, for some others, no. The important thing here is that you need to have a bunch of friends and a good family support in order to go ahead and if you don't have it, then you need to find it with yourself. I think you beautifully summarized this entire <laughs> question in that one sentence that you said that you have so many questions, but such few answers. That, that's like my quote for like <laughs> the, <laughs> the next few months now. Uh, hopefully we don't have that in, in the MBA. For sure, for sure. <laughs> But I completely agree with what you're saying. I do. It makes a lot of sense that when you put it up like that. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, I, yeah, I think Marishi put it really, really well. Because up until high school, like primary school, middle school, I feel like you we just cruise through life without thinking too much about, you know, our personal sense of identity and who we are. And um, I, I feel like late middle school to early high school is when you, you you start thinking about your appearance you start thinking about where you stand in like the social circle and and like both of you put it it's also the time where you really start thinking about your professional professional slash academic life like that's the decisions you make are the first decisions you're making towards you know what line of career you're going to get into so it's kind of like all of these changes these important moments in life all bunched in together. And, and like Mauricio mentioned, uh, mentioned that you don't have a lot of experience. Uh, you don't have a lot of confidence. I, I feel like middle school to high school is when everyone's insecurities are at an all-time high. Uh, in fact, exactly. uh, 
I I uh, I watched this movie called Eighth Grade. Um, it's been directed by the stand-up comic but Bo Burnham. Very intelligently made. It's about a group of like eight graders who are graduating and going into high. And it's uh, I mean it it describes the life of an eighth grader in two thousand like seventeen eighteen whenever it was made. Um, and I mean you can tell that you know everyone has insecurities about. their popularity about their appearance about where they're going with their life about their competence about their relationships and uh do watching that movie like i've seen so many scary movies in the past year but that movie made me the most afraid because when i think about going back to 8th grade it still gives me the heebie-jeebies because those uh that year is like extremely uh like that's that's where insecurities are at the extreme Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. And... So, yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> no, you, you can, as, as an access, you can also go to the other extreme, right? To the other part. If you, during this period, if you have, um, I don't know, like a skin problem, like acne, probably you will not be one of the most popular people in the high school. But in the other, in the other extreme, if you are the person who is really social, You may also have problems because of that. For example, I, as I told you, I used to live very near from my high school, extremely near. I used to go walking to school. So sometimes during, during classes, if we have some free hours or the teacher was late, my friends and I used to go to my house to have breakfast or have some pizza. That's why uh, my birthday parties were the biggest ones because as it was really near from the school, Most of the people who attended were not my friends. They were just people who get into my house. And I remember that um, although most of uh, the people that are listening now may say, oh, that's very, very good that you were very popular. In fact, no. In fact, my parents one, once told me, okay, Mao, you know what? There are more than 100 people here in, in the house and some of them are extremely drunk. So this can... be a very very big problem this is the last time you're gonna do a party you're gonna throw a party here in the house because most of the people that are here are from your high school or they are not your friends and yes i didn't know even i didn't know them so as an exit as it is um good to be popular but it's also a problem if you if you are in the very extreme i have a follow up question to that i because mom mentioned so generally there's this there's this phenomena where people who peak in high school uh who are like at their best uh extremely popular tend to not be as successful later in life uh is that something that you guys have heard or observed and if yes why why do you think that is i have heard about it um i think that it depends on the person <laughs> I would say it's not a rule. It depends on the person because I have know lots of people who they don't know, uh, let's say, they are not prepared for the position or for the job they have. But as long as they are uh, social and they can get agreements with different people, they just go like forward and they continue going up and up and up and up. And on the other hand, people who who are popular, but they don't, have like this match with others that they con don't connect. Although they have all the licenses and all the preparation and, and all, uh, let's say, all the grads in order to be there, 
if you don't match with people, it's kind of hard, right? It's difficult. How will you lead a team? How will you uh, deal with the problems if people don't like you? <laughs> I think it's not a real word. It's hard. Yeah, I agree with you completely on this. I think it depends on the person. Um, it also depends on why you were popular in high school, right? For what reasons? If you were popular, for example, as Mao said, if you were someone who's social and who knows how to connect with people and have a lot of friends, I'm sure that is a great skill to have and that may make someone successful going forward in their personal or their professional lives. But if you're popular for either the wrong reasons or something that might not help you or might inhibit your success, then it's definitely going to work by that way. So I think it depends on the person and also what you kind of were popular for. It. Like a nail fame, right? You need to find like the balance. True. Yeah. Um, so do you also, so for example, typically uh, people who come from economically weaker backgrounds tend to work hard, harder and, and then, you know, become successful. But their children who are, you know, who, children who come from slightly better families tend to not work as hard as their parents because, you know, they've, they've kind of grown up in a comfortable environment. Do you think that analogy also works in sort of this case where since you're already popular and you've, you, you're getting all this attention, it, uh, on some level, it influences the amount of effort you make towards your, like, future? Um, yeah, oh yeah, I think I've seen a lot of situations As I said, because I was in a school where everyone was of some kind of power or some kind of money, they glazed through high school. I mean, for them, they just had to exist and they'd get everything on their <laughs> plate as they wanted it. And I have seen a few of them. So I was not in very close or even friendly relations with them. <laughs> But I do know a lot of, uh, I do know what a few of them are doing in life. And I think that a few of them have taken that popularity and that power or that, you know, that kind of uh, what their parents or what their luxury has given them and transform that into a career for themselves. A lot of people have opened makeup chains for themselves or have become social media influencers or just traveling and become travel bloggers. And obviously this is a big part of their success right now is because they were And they were capable of and they had the backing in terms of um, money, luxury, power, and the fact that they did not have to put effort into it. So, yeah, I think I kind of agree with you. Sure, sure. It, it depends on what you have to live in life in order to understand other realities and in order to have a purpose for doing whatever you are doing, right? Okay, let's move on. So, uh, for with this question is for both of you. Did you, uh, like, looking at what your life was in high school and your experiences and like Mao said, whatever you discovered in high school, uh, did you change or did you try to re almost reinvent yourself when you started undergrad? Like were there ways in which you tried to be different or, you know, try a new thing that came off of your experiences? In- um, good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd like to say I learned from my mistakes and, you know, try to fix and change and do things differently. But clearly, no, Damakshita was still a Damakshita in high school and in your <laughs> undergrad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think a few ways that I wanted to change and I kind of did was um, just kind of gain confidence and put yourself out there 
I was never involved in any kind of extracurriculars during high school. And I always kept to like my very small, very uh, like close uh, friend circle. I wasn't someone who, you know, actively went out and reached out to people or, you know, tried to make connections or was involved in any extracurriculars. And there was a lot going on in school, right? There was always band practice, dance, there's like drama, there's theater happening and there's just a lot of things that you can be a part of. And I didn't do that. So I think the one thing that I try to tell myself before I joined undergrad was kind of just put yourself out there and um, don't limit yourself to just your surroundings and like be open to going out and speaking to people up from outside your outside your university. Like if you meet mutuals, try to like build connections with them as well and do things that you would not normally do, which... I'm not sure if I completely followed through, but there was obviously a a step up in how it was. So yeah, I'm glad that happened. How about you, Ma? I agree with Ashila. I think that I would not change uh, the problems and the stupid things I did because thanks to those things, then I discovered myself. And thanks to that today, I don't... I don't feel uh, like interested in some other things because I have already lived them. And I think that I used to have a person here, for example, and probably I would only, I will only like to be more empathetic with people. Sometimes, as I told you, you think that you're in your bubble and, and that's okay for you. As long as you are okay, everything is all right. I think that I should have been more empathetic with my friends and don't don't think that because of my life turned 180 degrees in that moment that was the excuse in order to do some other thing i think that i should have been more be be present that's the key be present with my friends and don't and not only um, mauricio that it's only there when everything it's all right yeah i think that that only that being more more present with my friends sometimes i I just forgot them because in this in this in this period I was more focused in myself. I, it was like a little bit like ergo <laughs> with that. What about you, Anag? What's like the one thing that you try to change between high school and undergrad? <laughs> okay, so unlike both of y'all, uh, for me the change didn't happen in terms of like the demographics that I was with in from middle school to high school. Like it was the same school that I was going to. Uh, and my school, like both of y'all, again, was made up of all these hotshot, like children of all these hotshot people. And compared to them, again, I felt like probably average, not at the bottom of the spectrum in terms of where I felt in terms of exposure and all that sort of thing. But then when I started undergrad, that was a completely different landscape. In, in undergrad, I was be just coming off of my exposure. I was at the top of like the social landscape. I had these guys coming in who had spent their entire lifetime in in all boys schools in the southern part of india having never really stepped out of their own city and you know small towns that they were coming from and uh, i mean there were people from delhi and other metropolitan cities in india as well but so that was a completely different shift in the kind of landscape i was in plus through my experiences in high school i realized that because of my insecurities uh, i had absolutely like Whatever was my standing in the world, my perception of that was like 10 times lower than that. And I saw this play out a few times. One example that really, really 
is been seared into my head was that in 11th grade you had elections in your class where everybody voted and it was essentially the most distinct kind of popularity contest there can ever be where people are literally voting for again and for some reason i had convinced myself that everybody in my class hates me and i won't get a single <laughs> vote and i was deliberating whether i want to contest those elections or not because this was this would feed into the student government for the whole school so that is why these elections were important rather than but then like i went ahead with it and completely mentally prepared to get butchered and completely get embarrassed because i wouldn't have the only and i had such less confidence in myself that i did not even vote for my own self i went and voted for my best friend but <laughs> <laughs> when the election results came out i had the highest votes even though i did not vote for myself i voted my for the so that is when i oh my god i was were you a head boy <laughs> and no i i see i wasn't that confident and i didn't want to give a speech to the whole school so i never contested for that sort of uh, in my school okay. college but what i'm saying is that my perception of reality versus what the reality was i mean this it was so vast so when i went to undergrad i had that experience at the back of my head that you know what when you think that you are doing a shitty job that's you are over compensating i'm sure like you're not at the top but you should give you cut yourself some slack and i had that at the back of my mind which kind of that kind of experience helped me and then over the years through sort of this positive feedback loop where every time i attend something which is which seems a little risky i get back like a positive response continues to add to my confidence uh, to the extent that now i've become this person who probably is the loudest voice in the whatsapp group for our cohort <laughs> so it's in, if if you guys get tired of me spamming you should blame my undergrad and high school people for that they've given me that positive reinforcement to get to i can't imagine the anna of some years ago really really <laughs> you're talking about a different person <laughs> yeah for sure i mean it's it's great that you you know had that uh, positive reinforcement in your life that has actually enabled you from going from building over your insecurity and now being where you are which is insane <laughs> so that's yeah exactly that's awesome. congratulations yeah. yeah you have evolved like a pokemon <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh i love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, the so there's a there's a statement that um, christian horner who's the team principal for red bulls formula 1 team says you can tell that i've been consuming a lot of formula 1 because all my <laughs> anecdotes are coming from there but uh, so he's nice i like it because i'm also able to relate i've just started getting into it so yeah. oh, nice. i'm like yes i know this person now so <laughs> uh, so sorry can't so he was talking about alex albon he was a new driver that they got in in 2009 he said that you know it's it's he, he's a good driver but he needs to win or get on the podium at least once because there's a difference between hoping that you can do it versus knowing that you can do it and the kind of confidence that is different in the two cases like for example you might be like for example we're all coming from our different you know societies and companies that we work for our geographies and we are going to be entering a sort of new arena with going to canada going going to start business school and hoping that you know you'll thrive there because you've thrived you have these examples in the past versus actually when you start seeing results the level of confidence you'll have in those two kind of scenarios is going to be different so and and to some level that is what has happened to me because i have all this positive feedback so whenever i start to second guess myself i think back at a time where you know i was like 
I'm not going to make it or, you know, I'm going to be an epic fail. And uh, then I realized that it wasn't the case. So probably this will also some sooner or later work out. Uh, that's definitely very true I mean now just you just mentioned it that's something that happened to me very personally hoping versus you know uh, like hoping to win or hoping to succeed versus actually knowing that you are able to do it Um, so before applying for my MBA or my business schools I had zero confidence that I'm going to get through because young I was really young like I had one year of work experience whereas most of the business schools require like four years and five years and a lot of um, a lot of like second year students and a lot of consultants and a lot of uh, admissions team members had like constantly been telling me that you are too young and you do not have enough experience and you might not get through the application process. And a lot of consultants had like just straight up told me like, we cannot take your case. Like we cannot help you because you will not get through. And at that time I was just hoping that, okay, fine. Hopefully I should get through. And I had zero confidence, but I think once I started getting admits, that's when I kind of realized that, hey, this is something I am capable of. And that confidence was very different. Like it just spiked. And it's not the bad kind of uh, spike in confidence. It's a great feeling that you have saying that, hey, listen, this is, I was worrying for no reason. Like, I mean, obviously it's a tough thing to do, but you are capable of it. And then when I get got to hear like positive reinforcement in the way that, hey, you're so young and you got into the school, that's awesome it makes you feel even better and I think that kind of makes you I think what Anand said is it just struck me and even in this entire high school middle school high school undergrad and then life kind of journey it's so true right every situation there's something that you're insecure about and you need that confidence boost and very few people are lucky enough to you know actually get that confidence boost when they need it and then succeed so yeah it's a very valid point that you just mentioned exactly probably that's in your in your essay right in your spiky factor it's there <laughs> this was after i got my rotman <laughs> admit <laughs> so i was like hey this this is now my spike factor <laughs> yeah. i love this this quote from mike dooley about life's not expecting hoping and wishing but it's about doing being and becoming and i think it's what Actually, I has just said, right? It's not only thinking and wishing, it's doing. And it's and it's the hardest part of everything. Very. Okay, let's, uh, let's start to kind of wrap up. Uh, so uh, final two questions to both of you. The first question is, if you could go back in time, what advice would you give yourself? And that's a very cliche question. Uh, and I'm sure you've probably answered it <laughs> many times. Let's do it once more. I will tell Maurizio, uh, be proud of who you are. Um, in that moment in high school, I was really scared about even myself. And I think that I don't know how it's in India, but at least here in Mexico, um, I like this country. I am proud of being Mexican. I like our culture, but Mexico, it's also one of the most macho and homophobic countries. If not on earth, at least in Latin America, yes. <laughs> and even today. Uh, we live it this homophobic everywhere. So imagine that moment, it was, for me, it was like a problem, like a trouble, because it was like, I don't know what I want. And I feel the pressure of the society 
of defining myself, right? Because in that moment, I, I was like, okay, I have had several girlfriends. I do like women. Up to today, I like women, but I also like boys. So it's hard. It's hard to define yourself when everybody is like, okay, tell me. Because, because even when you meet someone, they tell you, right? And what about you? <laughs> and it's hard. And I think that Mauricio was was happy during during high school and experimented a lot, but he also felt sometimes sad or bad because of not knowing who he was. And I would say only don't worry, live whatever you need to live and and make all those stupid things, but enjoy life and be happy and don't worry. Just you don't need to to give um any permission or any authority or you don't need to deliver anything to anyone you just need to take care of yourself and pay attention for yourself and that's all if people like you if your family supports you or not that's how can i say that's that's not important the important thing is that you you are with you're happy with who you are right so i think those those words would have been the the golden key in my life in that moment the answers that I didn't have in that moment. Um, yeah, I think very similar to what Mao said. Um, I think a lot of people think of high school as like your make or break time where the decisions you make, the friends you make, um, the, yeah, everything that you do might end up defining what your life is. And I would tell myself, that's not how it is. Like literally your life will change when you're 50 years old as well. Like it'll, it might just take a different pivot. So high school is not a make or break situation. Don't stress out so much about doing everything perfectly or doing everything. Um, don't get into peer pressure just because there is some things that are cool and some things that aren't. Don't just do things because the entire um, swarm is doing it and I think there's a quote I think I might be butchering it but it's something like uh, only dead fish follow the stream or something <laughs> I think I butchered it but please my point is that have personality be yourself uh, don't be scared to make your choices make mistakes do all the stupid things because that's how you learn and that's the foundation of what you will be going forward so yeah that's again as preachy my high school was like five years ago <laughs> it isn't even so long ago <laughs> but yeah I sound like I'm like 35 and I'm giving advice to my kids but yeah this is what I'd probably say nice what about you and uh I yeah I echo what both of you said uh in general like I would say that uh you know 20 28 year old Anag is looking back at you and you've done you've done well for yourself he's proud of what you've done so don't don't uh, get intimidated don't get stressed don't worry just just do whatever you want to do yeah basically what Akshita said you know whatever you do in high school nothing is going to matter you you get to start with a new fresh slate and do whatever you want to do after that so um, yeah and on, on some level I am also quite uh, like I'm going to go off on a tangent and rant a little bit, but please wait. <laughs> so, Yay, venting session. <laughs> the Indian education system is extremely screwed, okay? Like everywhere else in the world, uh, you have you have like your O-levels or your, your 12th grade exams, uh, but A, you can give them multiple times over 
and b when you start applying to colleges you can you basically like as soon as you get done with 11th grade you have applied to colleges and when you start your final grade of high school you already know where you're going to be so 12th grade is actually one of the best periods of your life because you can savor like your school life with the knowledge that you know your next step is kind of sorted whereas in the indian education system 12th grade is the most stressful period probably the most stressful year of your life because you're preparing for this exam which you only get one shot at like literally if you fall sick or for some reason you're not able to prepare for it you are royally screwed uh, the, and so that is there plus that exam is not enough because for any college admission you have all these entrance exams that you have to sit for which are extremely competitive extremely difficult so all of these things combined make 12th grade the absolute worst year of anyone's life and as a sharp contrast to this i was watching this uh, tv show uh, i think the intended audience is young adults like teens or preteens it's called meko mermaids and it's about like these a bunch of middle schoolers high schoolers in australia and they go around and there are mermaids involved and look their life is so relaxed they just they just chilling after school they're chilling at the beach and they're going boating and they're doing this and that and i felt i felt very envious of them because i was you know stressed at work and i had work commitments i couldn't take off and and i was like you know i wish i could go back to that kind of life then i was thinking i did not have that kind of a life when i was their age my life was even more sad so uh, yeah that that part is something that i mean if i go back to that sort of an education system in india it will be extremely stressful uh, and that's not something that you know 15 year old anna could control but that is something like i wanted to highlight and rant about i don't know what you feel about this actually yeah actually wanted to touch up on this like this was one of the topics i wanted to talk about this entire concept of you know um the 12th grade in india with the billion competitive exams that you need to give and decisions you have to make and applications you have to do so it's it's a very stressful time and i completely completely i think every indian or every asian i would say would possibly kind of feel the same thing because of how these competitive exams are um there's another thing that i wanted to probably ask you or talk about was this was on the academic front when you compared the western um you know culture versus the indian edu- education system versus the education system but when you look at the actual high school culture i feel like we are at we are a little safer and a little more um, advantages in this uh, because we have all seen those movies right where there is, there are so many movies of this one kid who's kind of somewhere in the middle just trying to get through high school and how difficult it is because of all these social norms and as we already mentioned these different groups that are there and you kind of don't fit in anywhere and you're just kind of lost and confused and that might seem like a small thing but it's actually a huge thing in a lot of people's lives and that plays a big mental and physical well-being part as well bullying is there there's a lot of identity you don't know as mo mentioned that you do not you're not able to really realize or discover who you are and you're kind of just struggling to do that so in a way i feel like the western culture versus like the asian or the indian culture there is a stark difference in this as well um, yeah to kind of just close this conversation what do you all feel about that sorry no yeah um i i have seen this have you seen this this nickelodeon theory about 
the little sister of Britney Spears, Jamie Lynn. So it's 101 when they are in high school and they show as an exit people in the beach and just enjoying everything. And it's like, okay, my high school was not like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's as I said, um, the moment where you have to decide what to follow for the undergrad, as well as also thinking about your life. I mean, the professional and the personal at the same time, because you have the pressure of your family, your friends, the social, and it's like a bump of troubles. Yeah, I no, I that, that is a good point you raised, Akshat. I agree with you and Mao on this, that, that that whole clique culture is much more prevalent in Western countries and uh, it makes it harder for you if, like, for example, you didn't start playing some sort of sport when you were five years old or got into a certain society or uh, you, you do get that sort of a label. And, and I mean, in terms of, you know, when we were, okay, actually you, you are still, still younger, but I feel like going forward now, when kids are in middle school or high school, it's with, with social media and, you know, Snapchat and Instagram and, you know, people having camera phones in, in school taking pictures of each other, blackmailing, bullying, cyberbullying. Like, I feel like all of these problems combined with the fact that our insecurities and hormones are at, at an all-time high is making high school just 10 times as hard as it is. True. It's like a hot pot of all of these things combined. <laughs> yes. I think people should, should be very careful with this because you don't know how bad a person is feeling in that moment and probably for you it's your only a joke and that's all but for the other person you don't know what's happening in their mind and if they have troubles even at home imagine the only moment in which they can be uh, far from their from their house from their problems is in high school and in high school you have this kind of people making bullying and taking pictures and whatever it's hard for them i think true uh and but like, you don't have the maturity to understand that yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it just, so like, for example, uh, okay, I'll talk about this. I probably haven't talked about this with anyone. And uh, I don't know if people from my high schools are, are ever going to listen, but I honestly don't care about it anymore. But in a, after eighth standard, my class went on a class trip for like, you know, three, four, five days. And I wasn't on that trip. And as part of, you know, conversing and people bitching about each other, uh, I came to know that probably someone talked about me and talked shit about me. And the whole of ninth standard, I was convinced that because of that trip, my entire class, like all the sections in my grade, does not like me. And I would have this sort of insecurity where, you know, I'd feel that everybody is talking about me, nobody likes me. So ninth grade was absolutely abysmal for me. And a lot of it was just my own insecurities kind of magnifying something that I'd heard from one person. Now imagine someone had posted a comment, a picture, a post, or made a meme ridiculing me, and then people are liking it, commenting on it. Like I cannot imagine how I would survive something like that. Like so that is why I'm saying like the social media has the power to really, really uh, you know, ten times or even hundred times worse. Yeah, very true. And unfortunately this is a very big part of high school like this is like if you have to complete high school unfortunately bullying or kind of either you're the bullier or you're the bully e if that makes sense um it's like tradition which kind of sucks but it is there and yeah with with this additional 
um, ease of technology and social media and just people can say whatever, do whatever, see whatever um, they want to. It kind of gets tough to deal with it. And so, yeah, I think this can also attribute to one of the negative parts of uh, high school that we were trying to talk about. <laughs> It's like a nightmare. Imagine that you are just exposing in your class and just you see in a few seconds that someone is laughing And then you start imagining that they are talking about me and how I'm dressing right in this moment and so on. And as you said, your insecurities make everything bigger. Great, yeah. Okay, final question. I know we touched upon this a little bit, but uh, do you think your experiences have in high school have impacted the rest of your life? Has there been any sort of long-lasting impact? I mean, you can say yes or no. Um, and if there have, what in what way? Yes, in the professional, uh, when I started in high school, I used to, well, I wanted to study robotics, but during high school, I moved to the arts field and I finally studied design. So I think thanks to high school, I discovered that I was better for these kind of things. And today I still work in this file. I will still um, develop myself in the professional life in terms of design, in the arts, in the entertainment media, and so on. It was thanks to high school, because otherwise, probably today, I would have been studying maths or something like that. And in the personal, well, I have already told you, it's, it was the, the point of discovering myself. And today, I, I think that I'm not an insecure person, but I still have some things to continue discovering about myself. I think that I haven't reached my top and I'm, I'm happy. Otherwise, it would be like kind of boring my life. How about you, Ashita? Um, uh, honestly, I don't think that high school has, impact, has had a significant impact in my life, either professionally or personally. Um, professionally or academic academically because I think whatever we studied kind of just I don't know if that made an impact on where I am right now and I don't know if if I had done anything different would it be better or worse so I do not have anything to co comment on that personally as well I don't think there was anything that happened or the learning sorry not the learning that I'll come to But like anything that happened, which impacted me significantly. And that's again, why I said that it's not a make or break phase. It's just a, like, it's just four years or five years of your life. And whatever happens, there will be good times and bad times. So no matter how your high school experiences, it's always going to be ups and downs. But what did, what I do take forward is, as I said, all the mistakes that I made and all the things that I learned from it and kind of not wanting to repeat it going forward. That's one thing that I think I've taken from that. But yeah, I, if I had a very different high school experience, I still think it, I, I, I don't know if I'd be the same person with it or not, but if that makes any sense at all. No, I, I think it kind of does because I feel like I, that is also where I stand. I feel like there's no like specific events or specific things that has, you know, impacted certain parts of my life for the most part I feel like if you delete my entire high school life I'd probably turn off the way I am today pretty much the same like I feel like my undergrad my grad school and then work life like the last eight to ten years have been more instrumental in kind of defining what I am than my high school was uh, I did like you said pick up on things that I should not be doing uh, 
um, uh, one of those was interacting with the opposite gender, like the way I would do it in high school was like, that, that is one thing that I want to kill myself for. Like if I could go back in time and kill myself, I would do it for that because like, it makes me cringe thinking about what I did. Uh, so that is one. And second, yes, there was one, one event. So I attended, I've been extremely introverted. I don't like giving speeches. I don't like any sort of public speaking uh, thing. Uh, so much so that I did not stand for the to, to interrupt all the audience or all the listeners who should see me and Mao just shaking our heads in absolute disbelief that this is the Anag that once existed. Nobody is going to, to believe No one is going to believe you, but go ahead, Anag. Sorry to exactly, interrupt. Exactly, but yes. you can repeat that as many times as you want. <laughs> no, so much so that uh, I had a shot at applying for the head boy or general secretary that you call like as we call it in my student government and a part of it was you would have to give a speech to the entire school and I just could not even imagine a situation where I would do that so I did not contest and uh, but I came across like model United Nations MUNs and I wanted to participate in that uh, because I heard from a friend that you know it's this really cool thing I signed us up for it and I went for it and my idea was that, you know, I'll keep a low profile anyway. Our school did not generally participate in it. So we were allotted Somalia as the country, which I would imagine that, you know, Somalia as a country does not have a lot of resources. So you don't are not very active in like the discussions and debates that happen. But what ended up happening was that in every mock UN, there's an emergency that's imposed and, you know, all the countries have to work together to work on it. And turns out in that mock UN, the emergency that was imposed was Somali pirates, you know, were up to some sort of shenanigans and they were polluting the river and shit like that. So literally you now have a room full of 250 like high schoolers who are extremely aggressive, extremely competent debaters. It's like the 25th or 30th MUN that they're attending. And then there's me who has never attended any sort of public speaking event in his lifetime. And he's getting bombarded from all different directions. And to till this date, I feel like that is the most overwhelming and embarrassing situation I've been in my life. And after that, whenever I come across a situation where I'm getting screamed at, my boss is embarrassing me in front of other people, I just go back to that MU and I was like, you know, you survived the MU, so you'll survive this. And that's how I've been getting past life. It's a good flashback to remember. <laughs> that's nice. Okay, uh, let's, let's get to the next uh, segment of the podcast, which is a funny or insightful thing that you've read or experienced in the past. Mao, since you're the guest, would you like to go first? No, it is time. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. All right. <laughs> uh, Akshita's raising her hand. Okay, so I'll have to come up with, uh, come up with something. Uh, so uh, I, was, I was reading about a book called The Art of Gathering uh, by... Uh, Priya Parker, I think. And uh, I mean, that, that book is basically about making like meetings and gatherings and parties, how to make them as effective and as valuable for everyone. So one of the things she talks about it is that our culture has this sort of focus on being, coming off as sort of like chill and laid back. Like, you know, when you, you knew, or, uh, basically being the opposite of neurotic. So be less Monica from Friends and be more like Joey or Chandler in terms of being back. That, that's the kind of culture we're in. So like if you have 
uh, if you have guests over for a dinner party, you don't want to come off as, oh, we should do this or we should do that and not have too many rules and just play it cool. And <clears throat> what she talks about is that actually you shouldn't do that because uh, when you have people coming in in sort of a society or a gathering, uh, they come from very, very, very varying different standards of you know, societal norms that they follow and they're not sure. Like, for example, cell phone use. If you get a bunch of people uh, of different age groups, how much cell phone usage is acceptable while you're at that table it varies. So having some sort of rules or being a little more less cool, a little bit more neurotic actually helps in having more effective, like, gatherings and meetings. Like, even, and I apply this directly to the things that I do for, like, our cohorts, so, like, the trivia thing I organized. Uh, a few, few weeks ago or, or the the networking event thingy that I did like I always keep having this sort of debate in my head where I'm like should I be more specific with you know the things that I write and have more rules and you know spell it out better or should I come off as being oh, cool and laid back and so so that was like a amusing a new perspective to look at things it's actually quite interesting uh sorry where did you read this uh it's called the art of gathering by priya parker uh in no way related to peter parker's final <laughs> interesting yeah it is i mean i'm sure if i read this i'd probably not understand it but the way you explained it sort of makes sense yeah you know sometimes when people talk about such insightful things I feel like my brain is not mature enough to understand or comprehend <laughs> or I haven't been like through so many experiences that you know I'm like oh yeah this is, that's true but yeah listening to all this is kind of interesting and exciting as well. <laughs> mm, should we bully Mao into asking if he has come up with something? <laughs> let's let's uh, do it. <laughs> uh, throwback to high school Mao we're going to bully you do you have <laughs> 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 oh no <laughs> no um, that's no. fine I completely understand I mean every time I have to come up with something I just tell Anna oh no I do not have anything going on in my life right now that's like funny or insightful no okay. um, when in, in high school I fall down from from the stairs and I got um my my leg broken so, <gasps> that's not funny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, but everyone that you know wanted to sign my oh. my says all this time. And well, in Mexico we have like a phrase is "Donde metiste la pata?" That is where did well the translation is like literally where did you put your leg, meaning that what was the problem, what was the mistake, right? Mm-hmm. That was the the part of the bullying during high school with everyone. <laughs> Even with teachers, <laughs> like, man, <laughs> what about your leg? <laughs> nice. Yeah, when I heard the first part of your story, I'm like, oh, no, that is not funny at all. <laughs> like, that's, that's painful. <laughs> Probably the first week, but the second, the third, and the second month is not <laughs> so funny. <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess that's the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mao. And it was a very, very fun discussion. I gave me an opportunity to rant about my high school so thank you for that <laughs> and thank you for your stories i mean yeah the, you had quite a interesting high school life uh study you know had yeah and yeah exactly thank you so much for sharing and you know opening up and uh, telling us about your experiences and how you kind of navigated through high school and yeah it was amazing to see how 
all of us have had such difference yet such similar experiences and it's amazing and yes thank you so much for being here it was really fun i i got yeah, i got to see different parts of anag and obviously i learned so much more about you mao as well so it was it was a lot of fun yeah what's the next evolution <laughs> <laughs> thank you for inviting me for unlocking my memories i hope these were good the good unlock of memories yes yeah sure final question mao who would you like to see featured on this podcast next sports no in this like who would you ah, want to see um, as a guest here next i think aina mar probably sorry aina i i don't know if i'm pronouncing it correctly <laughs> let me check but i think aina wait a second sometimes i i i have problems pronouncing the names might have to move to a different i mean i, I know think... it's like 30 seconds sorry <laughs> we have done aidan aidan mar aidan okay okay got it aidan yeah. How did you uh, pronounce it? <laughs> I know, and Aiden, Aiden, uh, Aiden. Get him, get him. We'll ask him how he pronounces it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, in the podcast, please tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it's it's been lovely, Mao. 